0: I think it's OK to land on one side, um, I suppose, uh, in my kind of reading and where I was hearing the other side's arguments, I read those arguments. I right. heard what people were saying and I didn't agree, like mm-hmm. it didn't change my position. Mm-hmm. Yeah. OK, good point. So like you did. It's not like you had that.
1: Absolute like I shut it down. Opinion. Right, right, right.
0: OK, yeah, yeah which i suppose is what happens with social media now where you can mute snooze someone because Mm. you don't want to hear you know if, if you feel that someone's kind of got you know on some sort of train or you know whatever and you're like you know what i don't want to hear this anymore so you'll you'll mute that person and then there's coupled with that is the actual way that social media platforms work with their algorithms Hey friends, it's Nicole and Kate, your girls from
1: across the globe, Sydney, Australia and Puerto Rico to be exact. And we're so excited to be sharing
0: this time with you. I'm Kate. And I'm Nicole. And welcome back to another Candid Conversation with us. Each week, we bring you a new conversation about a topic that we can relate to. We share our own experiences and thoughts in the hopes that you'll realize that one, you're not alone, and two, that open and honest convos can lead to awesome discoveries, shifts in perspectives, and energy to move ahead with confidence. Because
1: that's what real friends do. They provide love, support, and space for one another to share without judgment, speak without hesitation, and to learn from each other, even when we don't agree. And with that, let's dive in. Hi, Nicole. Hey, Kate. Yay for being back on the mic. I know, after another longish break. Yeah, both of us were little traveling
0: butterflies. <laughs> In sync again, which was yeah. very convenient. It is very convenient. How was your trip? Amazing, amazing. You went off to just no biggie, host your own conference just a little idea that Omar had. And I was like, that sounds like a great idea. Let's host an event for founders in Australia, OzCon. And um, it was our first one postponed from COVID time. So we had to move it by a year, Um, but we did it. We pulled it off. We got 10 founders in, you know, in a minivan on route to the snowy mountains and um and we hung out for uh, three days so that sounds epic i'm just still processing that it actually happened i think that when there's something that has so much build up yeah and then it's done i think it takes a little bit of time to like digest and process for sure okay. so were you guys all staying like in a house together we had two chalets and we split the group oh, into cool. six Yeah, six and six in two chalets. Oh, that's so awesome. It was really nice. There's just something about, um, you know, when you're in cold weather and then you kind of come back to these cozy, warm spaces Mm. that just creates even more intimacy. I don't know. That's how I felt.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It seems like such a great just connection time that you all had and getting to, were all of,
0: did you know these founders beforehand? Some and some not maybe? some and some not i'd say i would have known 80 percent of the participants
1: yeah it's really cool that you get to have that opportunity to get deeper connections with those you already know and to meet a few new people as well yeah and just spend more
0: time yeah oh it was lots of fun congrats thank you thank you yeah we felt really good about it so doing it again next year that's the plan woohoo (laughs) <laughs> and what about you you've been away with the family
1: yeah right now I have Gus it's sta- I'm standing I'm at my standing desk he's right in between my legs wondering when he gets to go outside it's funny because he's just like so chill all day and 4 30 comes which is when we hit record and he's just like all right time for me to be active oh, and know. want to do things <laughs> on, cue. on cue on cue um <laughs> So John and I just got back from Maine and it was an awesome trip. I mean, this time of year in Maine, like heading into the fall is such a beautiful time of year to be there. Like the leaves aren't changing yet, but you can kind of feel it in the air a little bit. Um, It was actually very warm um, when we were there, but it was great because... We went swimming in the lake every day. His parents have a lake house. So we're just like really spoiled when we go there. It was a great trip. We did half of, well, one side of his family um, was doing their family reunion. Mm -hmm. So we got got together with a ton of people and lobster bake and oysters and clams and
0: like all kinds of just main things. So <laughs> it was really nice. It looked like so much fun. And I saw one of your stories and I saw all these people. I thought, Oh, this is a party. And I was like, no, this was a family reunion. And I'm like, that's a big family, huge family.
1: There were like over 90 people there. I don't even think that there are, there's not 90 people in my family. <laughs> Yeah. And both sides combined. <laughs> yeah.
0: Definitely the same thing on my side. So you swim in lakes. Um, I never grew up near a lake. I grew up by the beach. So when I think of swimming, I think of swimming in the ocean and being able to see the bottom of mm. where I'm swimming, but mm. it's not like that in a lake. Cause I've had one experience, right. And usually you don't right. see the bottom yeah it's very creepy for me,
1: <laughs> I would imagine right, because you grew up in San Diego, so yeah, but some people are just not creeped out by that i don 't understand it, but really, it was like it was hot enough that I knew that I was definitely getting in the water, regardless, and their lake is like so they have a beach right on where their dock is, so you walk out and you do see the bottom, and oh. then I would just like close my eyes and start swimming really fast. And I'd swim really, really fast out to like the little, you know, floating platform and get up on that. And so it was, (laughs) I'm with you. I swimming in lakes. I'm just like, there's mossy stuff at the bottom. Yes. That's right. That squishy feeling. Yeah. Oh, I don't like that.
0: (laughs) I was just checking. Uh,
1: All right. Same page girl. (laughs) You're not alone. You're not alone. Oh, well, I am very excited to be on the mic today to talk about today's topic, which is all about being opinionated and speaking up. I'm excited to dive into this topic.
0: I am because when I am too, when I was thinking about this topic, I realized I don't think I've ever had a conversation with anyone about this. And yet I was thinking too, that it's something that kind of in some way shape or form has always been on the back of my mind because mm. i've been thinking like maybe in times when i didn't speak up or when i had an opinion about something maybe i didn't express it and i kicked myself for it after um i've always thought about people who seem to have very strong opinions and confidently express them but i've never had a conversation directly about it
1: with yeah anyone. Yeah. Uh, Now that you say that, I'm not sure that I have either. So this is going to be so good. We're (laughs) going to be great. (laughs) Um, So we're going to be talking about our own experiences when it comes to speaking up and sharing our own opinions. Um, And also the meaning that we've attached to being opinionated, because when we hopped on uh, before we hit record, you and I were both saying like being opinionated kind of seems to have like a negative connotation or like negative association. I I wonder why that is.
0: I feel like it has to do with maybe being a little bit bombastic or being Mm. a bit of a know-it-all. So I
1: I can see that. That is sort of like the definition that I would conjure up. And maybe it's because I've seen the definition before, but I mean, on this note, like talking about what it means and what we've attached to it and associations, I guess maybe actual definitions. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think that
0: being opinionated and speaking up is the same thing? My initial answer to that is that it's not, because I feel that if you speak up for something, you you've thought about the thing that you're speaking up about Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. maybe you've considered all sides. You're passionate about the topic. um, And I would say that you're speaking up because you've seen both sides of an argument or, or a situation, a topic. And And you feel feel strongly about one. You feel strongly about one, but being opinionated is almost seems like you don't consider the other side. Mm, You just think that you're
1: right. And that's kind of the end of it. I don't know. What do you think? Uh, I mean, yeah, I will say I like how now we're starting it off by like, this is what I feel right now. (laughs) Might my my mind change in the next 30 minutes, maybe. (laughs) Um, No, but I feel the same way. I mean, I've always kind of thought about speaking up and I guess I kind of automatically think of like having a voice that that's like speaking up is a very empowering thing. Um, it's something that you should do and that, you know, it it can bring with it confidence and leadership. Like I have a lot of positive associations Mm. with sharing your voice and and what I consider in the same realm speaking up. Um, yeah. Being opinionated is maybe like more of an argument, I guess, I Mm. think. When I I think of that, someone being opinionated, like you said, they kind of are like steadfast in whatever their opinion is, and they're not willing to kind of see the other side. They're just going to drill into the ground and argue until... I don't know the other person stops <laughs> mm,
0: yeah or they're just like happy to to voice that opinion so maybe i'm when you ask the question i think about myself i think well why why do i see it as different different why do i feel like when i speak up it for me if i'm confident about speaking up i feel like i have formed an opinion i have knowledge i've done research i've collected some facts I've considered both sides so then that is the moment where or a time when I would share more comfortably more openly Mm -hmm. versus if I'm just a person who's happy to just voice an opinion then I would see that okay I could just be confidently doing that and therefore I'm just an opinionated person and oh well this is what I think and yeah take it or leave take it or leave it kind of a thing
1: Mm -hmm. mm-hmm mm-hmm and you mentioned like when we were first, you know, hopping on that maybe there have been times where you've hesitated to speak up and then have kind of kicked yourself later. But when you look back at those situations, is it maybe because you hesitated to speak up because at that point you felt like you just had an opinion, like maybe you didn't know a ton on the topic and then after, yeah, okay. I think you nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. After you either have a conversation around it or maybe you hear You know, other perspectives and are able to kind of check those boxes like, okay, I don't believe that or I don't resonate with that or, you know, whatever that may be in your mind that you are thinking like, okay, now I feel like I have more information.
0: Um, hmm, That's interesting. Which I don't think is a good thing, though. I don't think it's a good thing in the sense that I think if you come into a conversation, or a debate, an argument or whatever, knowing that, well, look, this is what I think. And I think think this because of this experience or this is what I know so far on the topic is, you know, it sets a tone for the other person if they're sharing an opposite opinion or if they're completely on the other side of the topic to say, okay, well, I think this because of X, Y, Z how they present it or how willing they are to listen to my side of the argument or, Mm -hmm. and, and be, and honestly, I go into discussions now knowing that I could be completely wrong. I don't mind having conversations. I won't be as quiet as I used to, but knowing that I could be wrong about something I'm more interested in hearing the other side um, so that i can either reaffirm some of my ideas or just maybe even change my opinion like mm-hmm. i'm totally it, it is hard to do sometimes if we think about some topics you know we've come off some heavy co- conversations say roe v wade or i don't know maybe another topic um, would have been you know getting mm-hmm. vaccinated versus not getting vaccinated these these are kind of very polarizing examples um, but i think I'm trying now to work really hard to not come into a discussion just super confident um, about where I stand because I do want to hear the other side yeah. as well.
1: Yeah, it is. Like, I think that's the biggest differentiation too is because I feel that there are a lot of people who don't come to conversations with that in mind. You know, they come to conversations with whatever their are belief or opinion or idea is, and they're not really willing to budge, which, you know, is kind of like a huge point of this podcast is that we want Mm -hmm. more people to feel like you can go to a conversation and be open and, and share your opinion and whatever your belief is, but then also be willing to hear out, you know, other perspectives and whether that changes your mind or not, that's not really the Mm -hmm. point, right? It's the willingness to kind of like open Mm -hmm. up and be vulnerable and, um, hear what someone else has to say about it and i think that that's very difficult with topics like you mentioned roe v wade and vaccinations um and these are topics where i don't know it were we opinionated about roe v wade because i don't really feel like either of us were willing to change our perspective on that but I mean, I guess we opened up and had the conversation and acknowledged that there are other points of view. So I guess Mm. maybe that.
0: I think it's okay to land on one side. Um, I suppose Mm. uh, in my kind of reading and where I was hearing the the other side's arguments, I read those arguments. I heard what people were saying and... I didn't agree. Like Mm -hmm. it didn't change my position. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Okay. Good point. So like you did, it's not like you had that absolute opinion. Right, right, right. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Which I suppose is what happens, um, with social media now where you can mute snooze someone because Mm. you don't want to hear, You know, if 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 you feel that someone's kind of got you know on some sort of train or you know whatever, and you're like, you know what, I don't want to hear this anymore, so you'll you'll mute that person. And then there's coupled with that is the actual way that social media platforms work with their algorithms that are so mystical Mm. and we don't understand them exactly, but they seem to be serving up exactly what they think you want to see and hear. Mm -hmm. And I'm not an expert on this. So c- those two combined, you're really then technically staying in one lane, unless Brave. you willingly don't mute. Uh, you know people who have contrarian ideas to the way to what you have, or um. And I I was guilty mm-hmm. of this. Oh, I've totally unfollowed. Yeah, a couple of years ago, I definitely um, muted people who were pro-Trump or who I felt were a little bit too, you know, voicing very heavy religious opinions. And I don't, now I see, I think about that and I think, well, that's actually not probably not a smart thing to do because the important, what I value now is hearing the other side, understanding where the other side is coming from. Um, And I actually feel like that kind of, um, helps you to argue for one side better, share your opinions um, with it, in a more informed way, I suppose. I think the whole thing mm-hmm. I, I'm trying to get at is that I feel like if you're giving opinions, what what it means to be opinionated is that you're only willing to just share what you think, but it's not a well-formed mm-hmm. thought or belief because you haven't considered both sides.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, social media is such an interesting platform to bring into this conversation because the types of posts that I envision when you talk about something like that are people just like spewing stuff without having other information, in which case, like, there's a time and a place, I feel. Mm -hmm. So I don't... I mean, I personally have done the unfollow, and I think it's more than appropriate because, like, that's not where I want to have those conversations. Mm. Like, I'm more than willing to have the conversation around anything, but not on social media. I just think it's a interesting place to choose to be opinionated.
0: <laughs> like, Interesting. If, if you, okay.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Like, would you today right now like go on social media and if somebody had like a rant about like religion or politics like would you engage in that
0: i don't i'm not one of those people that lives in comments or chooses to engage in and i also don't feel like i need to have an opinion on everything as well i feel like people feel that they Somehow, should have an opinion on everything. Mm-hmm. And like you said, just feel like social media is a place to just voice those willy nilly, take it or leave it. No no th- kind of consideration as to what the consequences of posting may be something that's quite opinionated. Yeah, no filter. I, I don't, yeah, no, I just don't think that, that's that's cool. I, I don't know much about like, because I, I don't think I've ever posted a rant. I really don't think Mm. I've ever done that. But my opinion is that it just seems like people are not actually looking for the counter argument. They're just looking for someone to confirm their idea or to. I don't know if it's confirmation bias. Which is interesting.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking and would very much. (laughs) confirm your (laughs) thought about, you know, the social media algorithm and like, okay, you put that out there. And by you putting that out there, you're just going to get more of that back because, you know, whatever's working behind the scenes to identify a belief, uh, I don't know how smart the algorithm is. I'd imagine very smart to like maybe even be catching the tone of some mm-hmm. content yeah. um, and almost like feeding the fire, so to speak, of like, yeah. ooh, this person is really fired up about this topic. Let's go ahead and show them all these other people that are fired up about this topic and they can go crazy. Like, uh,
0: so, yeah. yeah. And I just think it's easy to just spout an opinion. Like it's just so easy to say, oh, well this is what I think and not have any backing or anything to, you know, back up what that opinion is. People I think are more willing to just accept like, oh, that's what you think. They don't really question why. And and so it's kind of just safe and easy to just share an opinion versus where I've always felt uncomfortable is like, I'm scared to speak up on something because I want it because I don't have enough information. Like I'm not really as willing to, or at least if I am going to speak up, I'm going to say, look, I don't have all the facts. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm not an expert on this. I don't know much about it. If you're asking me, this is what I think based on this, that, or the other. Do you mean on social media specifically or just generally? I think generally. Mm, okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, I, I tend to feel that way as well. I think that I probably, yeah, the disclaimer is a big one for me. <laughs> I'll be mm-hmm. like, I don't really know fully what I'm talking about, but I'm happy to share my opinion <laughs> yeah. um, or my experience. I mean, the more experience I, and I think that, that you would agree. I think you might've even made a note about this. I mean, if I have personal experience in something, I'm more than happy to share that. And you can't, argue someone's personal experience. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. again, with the caveat that I will share my experience and also acknowledge that other people have different experiences, like just because that's the experience I had Mm -hmm. and that helped me form a certain opinion. That doesn't mean that everybody else has that experience as well. But I think on, like I was thinking on social media, you know, I think people like have that no fear and they're willing to post and kind of say whatever, because there's really no like repercussions. There's no accountability. Like you can just kind of like post and then, you know, go on with your day. There's nobody standing there to say like, wait a second, I challenge you or, Mm -hmm. you know, sure, like people can go on the comment section or whatever, but like if you're standing face to face with somebody and you actually said to them some of the things that people post or like, we've gotten really nasty emails from people before, Mm -hmm. like, would you talk that way if we were like standing in front of each other and i think that for so many people the answer is absolutely not like they have some heightened sense of bravery and um you know uh what is that what's the word i'm looking for um where you feel like you deserve something
0: entitlement
1: yes entitlement thank Mm -hmm. you to like just kind of say whatever you want. But I think it's much different when you're in a setting where you're actually having a conversation with one, two, five people, you know, in the same room.
0: I think what happens with social um, is that it's that kind of opinionated, I'm just going to say whatever I want. I'm going to say something quite um, controversial. I think it's celebrated in our day and age. Mm. I think it's encouraged Mm -hmm. And I think that's where it's problematic because I think people who do that are rewarded in the sense that they get more engagement. Mm-hmm. Recently, I discovered, honestly, I would say the horror of some of this guy called Andrew Tate, who spouts very, very misogynistic values. That you know his language is quite violent against women. I didn't go too deep but I just recently learned about it and it shows how much of a rock I live under sometimes. <laughs> I said to Omar, have you heard about this guy? Andrew's like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, wow. So this guy, and I don't want to talk about him, but this is what happens, right? This guy deliberately mm-hmm. spouts, I think the word on the street is that he does this deliberately because, because he's rewarded for engagement. Like he then has a whole bunch of guys who support that idea, who think it's great that he says these outrageous things. And, you know, TikTok or whatever other platform he's on rewards him. Okay. So he's like just talking misogynistic,
1: both, and then gets rewarded for it on social media because of the engagement and everything.
0: And yeah. so he's just off to the races. Exactly. Mm. So I don't want to give this guy any more airtime, but that's where I feel there's such a danger and a lack of consideration and awareness of the consequences when people just feel really entitled to just share very controversial or very opinionated ideas. Yeah. It's really tough to,
1: like, draw a line too, though, because, like, why... Why, why is that happening? Why does everyone feel like so entitled and so much like I'm going to say whatever I want and I don't care what anybody else thinks. And I don't care if I'm like overstepping my bounds. Actually, if I am all the better, like I
0: want to, (laughs) I mean, what, like, where does this come from? Mm, That's a good question. And I kind of feel conflicted because at the same time, you know, we titled this episode being opinionated speaking up i think there's there is value in speaking up about something sure i think it just comes down to are we kind of tolerating and kind of teaching i suppose teaching like younger generations that opinions are just it's fine to just say whatever Mm -hmm. um and not teaching people or not you know promoting the idea that that you should kind of, I don't want to say research, research just seems like the wrong word, research, <laughs> um, get all become your facts, knowledgeable. become more knowledgeable. Um, it's like classical debating, right? Did you, did you debate yeah. in high school?
1: I don't know. Oh, to- I was not like on a debate team, but like, that was my favorite thing to do. Oh, really? <laughs> okay, oh, totally. Like every conversation I had, it was like, even if I don't have an opinion, I'm going to come up with the opposite one right now because this is great. Like, what what's going to come out of this?
0: <laughs> okay, awesome, right? And I feel like that's how I think well-formed opinions mm-hmm. uh, are, are shaped and made because, you know, classical debating, you're on one side of the argument, here's this... Uh, supporting argument A, B, C. Mm-hmm. The other side here's the supporting argument A, B, C. Here's the rebuttal to argument A. Here's the rebuttal to argument B. And then after all that's over, then you can kind of land on one side. Unfortunately, I didn't have a lot of experience in in debate, but <laughs> maybe that's why I have hesitated to to speak up a lot. Yeah, I, I
1: almost feel like it's kind of like it, it, for me, it almost like tiptoes into a social responsibility, like bring some value to the table. You don't need to just like spew words because they make you feel good. Mm -hmm. If you're gonna spew words, have the background, have the knowledge, have the experience, have the conversations, and then absolutely stand up for what you believe in and speak up until like you are blue in the face (laughs) about what you feel super passionately about. And But I just feel like it's irresponsible to do that without to your point kind of having a a deeper yeah i don't know what the word for that is but i totally mm-hmm. agree with you a deeper knowledge more experience more perspective like all of the above
0: And if you think how involved it is to actually go deep on a topic like, you know, whatever you're debating and arguing, having both sides, think about how much time that takes to Mm -hmm. consider both sides, to consider the rebuttal, how much thought goes into the whole thing, right? That's why I think like you really, it's impossible to have an opinion on every single thing or maybe impossible is not the right word, but like, I don't know how possible it is to have a really thoughtful, balanced considerate opinion on every single topic that you come across so that's why I don't feel like it's it's right to just you know jump in on every single thing I see on social or to post something on every single topic because it's like how could I possibly have had in addition to all the other things i got to do in life how could I have sat there and thought about a topic you know on from both sides in that kind of classical style where yeah okay I come down to Landing on one side or the or the other, I just think like as I got a lot of time on my hands, yeah, it's not gonna happen.
1: (laughs) I wonder if it's laziness. People don't want to spend the time to figure out other people's point of view or opinions or whatever, and they just want to shout as loud as they can for whatever reason. Again, entitlement definitely comes to mind for me, but I don't know. I still am just like scratching my head literally and figuratively on like why i just have a, i just have a hard time understanding how you could not be aware of anything else but what you are being opinionated about i don't
0: know i think it goes back to i i'm going to blame social media for you know the heavily curated whether it's the algorithm feeding people what they feel like they want to hear and see, and so, and I don't know if that comes from like curating things from for advertisers, you know,
1: mm, mm-hmm. oh, benefits yeah, definitely. I'm sure that's part of it. Gosh, did you see that documentary on Woodstock '99? No. Oh goodness, <laughs> it kind of reminds me of it. Um, fascinating three episode series mm-hmm. on okay. that. I don't even remember. I mean, in 99, I was quite young, so I guess it's not like I would have actually considered going to it. Although a lot of people who are there were younger than me at that time, mm-hmm. kind of without going into all of the details of like the docuseries, you know, people were being like encouraged, egged on, there's just like so much inappropriate behavior going on and everybody thought it was okay because well, every look at they're doing it and they're doing it. So why can't I do it? And you know, Mm -hmm. you put however many hundreds of thousands of people together and like, you can't control that. Right. So like what happens and, and I kind of feel like, you know, that was a real life play out of Mm -hmm. that kind of like feeding the fire type of mentality of like, Ooh, look at all these other people being opinionated and speaking up, and nothing's mm-hmm. happening to them.
0: So I'm going to do it too. Yeah, interesting. Hmm. That okay, I'll have to check it out. Woodstock '99. But going back to referencing classical debating, I don't know if you do this too, but um, I like to play devil's advocate when I'm mm. discussing something with Omar, for example, and or like making a business decision. Yeah. And I'll always tell him because like sometimes it comes across as I'm just challenging and knocking down every single one of his arguments. But I will preface it and say, okay, I'm playing devil's devil's advocate here. And honestly, I feel like we land in a better place at the end mm. of the conversation. And it's a very deliberate intention.
1: That's so funny. Uh, exactly what? Yeah, definitely coming up with like, okay, just to play devil's advocate here, <laughs> let me poke holes in this. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, and I and I totally agree. I feel like when we have those conversations and a challenge is presented kind of like challenging a belief or like that this is definitely, and and um, on both sides, right? Like he's done it to me before too, where I'm like, this would be such an awesome idea. And he'll be like, we just play devil's advocate. Let's (laughs) look at, and yeah, I mean, I really do think that it kind of opens up what what can potentially happen here? And I think in business, especially if you're very excited about an idea or like something new, it's hard, you just are so excited about it that it's hard to think about it not working. Yeah, and you're looking for just confirmation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, totally, exactly. It's it's hard to think of like well what if it goes wrong and look in business a lot of the times it's important to focus on like this will work it is going to happen <laughs> yeah, yeah but but i do think that there's a lot of value in in playing devil, devil's advocate and not just
0: in business and you know everyday conversations as well so let's play devil's advocate with our topic so at the Ooh. outset we said mm-hmm. that being opinionated just having one belief, speaking up without consideration for the other side is a bad thing, really. I mean, mm. okay, I'm saying it a bit tongue-in-cheek. Tongue is there any value to someone just quite, you know, carelessly sharing something? Does that give permission maybe to opening a discussion that would not have otherwise, you know, come about had the person not just had that almost reckless... mm I'm finding it really hard, but I'm just going to yeah just try and be the devil's advocate here and say maybe there's some good in that. I mean, if it, OK, if
1: that actually got the opinionated person to have that conversation, then I could see some value. But I don't think that it would, because that's not what an opinionated opinionated
0: person would do. They're likely to just stick with their opinion. They're, it's almost yeah, like, yeah. I guess it, I guess if we give them the benefit of the doubt, that what do you think? I just my mind wandered back to the Facebook rants, and 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 I don't know if I asked you. I was curious if if you engage in those types of conversations, or if you have moments where you feel compelled to speak up and provide a counter argument to something that you're seeing. My mind wandered no. back there. No. Yeah. Okay. So no, we're similar. I that
1: don't, way. and because that's what you know. I was thinking when you were playing devil's advocate about you know this opinionated individual, um, if that were to solicit a conversation for someone. I'm a huge believer in that, like the way that I engage and treat my time and how I choose to interact with other people is a direct reflection of what I'm going to be taking in, which is what I'm going to be putting out, what I'm thinking Mm -hmm. about, um, the energy, all of that. And like, I just don't have time for it. Hmm. And I'm not saying that in like a, I'm special type of way or like I'm above anybody type of way. That's just a decision that I have made because I used to. I used to get like so emotionally worked up, angry, frustrated, Mm. Um, you know, even at times have fired off responses to things where I'm like I was just caught up in it, you know, and that's Mm. not how I want to be. That's not who I am. I don't want to be that person. And so I think it's important for, for me personally, it is important to consciously be making a choice of how I'm spending my time, energy, emotions, bandwidth. And like
0: for, I don't have time for that. So I don't <laughs> do that. No, fair enough. Fair enough. Along the lines still of the devil's advocate. Is there anything that we can uh, learn from? Let's, I don't want to give that guy more airtime, but I'm just thinking, all right, the Andrew Tate misogynist, you know, shouting horrific things from the rooftops. Our perspective is like, "Mm, don't engage in that because, you know, don't have the energy, don't give that person more credit, but is speaking up for, you know, the opposite viewpoint, which is, you know, Mm -hmm. calling out the dangers and, the the dangers of his kind of messaging and standing up for you know the values of you know women's safety and you know pointing out calling out his misogynistic values is there rather than just be like okay i'm gonna have this balanced argument i want to hear his side of the story versus just like nah, calling it out and being opinionated, but from the other side, is there any value from the in that? the other side. Well, that's what I was thinking. I'm, I'm thinking like, OK,
1: so if if that's what he's putting out there, if that encourages someone else who strongly believes basically the opposite of what he's, you know, putting out there, if that encourages them to then play a stronger role in advocating for the other side, mm. um, I could see that being a good thing because maybe like you know obviously we don't agree with misogynistic anything so then if if we are so inclined or encouraged by his lack of responsibility in what he's sharing to go share something else hmm. not in response to him but separate from that yeah yeah
0: the other thing I've been thinking about more and more is that mm. I, want, I guess I want to say that I think we are being pushed to have an opinion and and not kind of deviate from it versus having more of an open mind to add to our opinions. To and that it's it's scary it's scary right when sometimes you feel like oh what if i don't know actually what i believe right in you know on a given topic Mm -hmm. i think sometimes people feel like it's more comfortable to just be on one side because that's safer than not knowing right because if you come at it from the perspective i think that i've always had which i don't think is that great to always feel like oh i need to have all the information before i can speak up or before i can say this is what i believe it's just much easier to say well this is what i believe again take it or leave it or i'm entitled to my opinion that's that's I think a safer, easier route or easier choice rather than like, you know what? I'm actually really not sure. Kind of Mm -hmm. feel like this. This is my experience. This is the things I've read, things I've heard, things I've seen, but I could be wrong, you know? Yeah. And I'm glad you brought that up because I
1: I agree that more people should feel comfortable in voicing that. Uh, like I've, I've said that so many times. People will be like, what do you think about the mayoral elections that are happening in your town next month? And I'm like, I have no idea. Just being honest, like not sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't know who I'm going to vote for. I haven't done all the research. I am not sure which is the best thing. And yeah, I think you're right. I think a lot of times people are like, oh my gosh, if I don't have an answer, then they're going to think that I don't care about my community. And mm. that I'm a bad person because I'm not ready to vote yet. And that's just a random example. Cause I feel like people get
0: so fired up about voting. Um, well, I feel like it's a judgment on not being smart. Like Oh, yes. maybe I'm not smart yeah. enough I'm not well read enough I'm not well informed totally. enough there's that fear. so I better say Judgment. something yeah. yeah it's so judgy so judgy yeah, yeah so judgy <laughs> <laughs> it's okay and I think I'm trying to get better at asking more questions like mm-hmm. asking why mm-hmm. um yeah hmm yeah Well, Nicole, I'm glad that we
1: had this topic on our episode list. I think that, you know, talking about the different associations or the meanings that we've attached to being opinionated, uh, what we believe speaking up represents, uh, I think we've had a very rich conversation today. So thank you. I agree, and thank you. All right, friends, as we close out today's chat on being opinionated and speaking up, we hope that you've picked up a thing or two you can carry with you today and moving forward to give you that extra boost of confidence and support when you need it most.
0: And friends, if you enjoyed this episode, you got something out of it, please leave us a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. And if you have a friend in mind who might also enjoy our chats, share the podcast with them too send them to canrelatepodcast.com or have them search Nicole and Kate Can Relate on their favorite podcast app. Until next time.